2: feeling about
1: this. Welcome to episode 396 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Wynn. Buddy, I don't know if we got any time for... Bits or new boot goofing this week. Holy shit! There's been a yeah, lot man. going on, man. Holy moly!
3: Pedal uh, to the metal.
1: So we have all the stuff that was announced at at celebration, and it was quite a bit. Um, right. So much did so, did not
3: expect that.
1: Yeah, I know. Um, so much so that uh, I don't know if we'll. If I, I I can't imagine that I won't forget something. Um. And we will also be talking about uh, chapter 23 of the mandalorian which was fucking crazy too so right jam-packed we're going to talk about all that and get to as many voicemails and emails as we possibly can before we wrap up And we don't get to you know we'll we'll circle around to next week um so let's make this part quick buddy go to blueharvest.rocks or myweirdfoot.com all our links are there for social media. The Twitch link, where I've been streaming a whole lot, twitch.tv blueharvestpod, it's on if there. If you want to write us an email. Mm-hmm. Yep, you can send us an email from there. The, all kinds to of the stuff. Patreon. Ooh, Patreon. The good, stuff. the good stuff. The good stuff. The Patreon, where you can support us as little as $3 a month and get access to all our bonus content. I put all kinds of stuff up there on the Patreon. There's a... a constant immediate reactions to whatever star wars show is going on and then yeah that's cool so patreon.com slash blue harvest podcast thank you to all Quick the patrons. shout out to all our patrons who yeah are the best you guys are the best no doubt so buddy i'm gonna try and Uh, approach this in the most chronological way possible as far as celebration announcements go, okay? Okay. We got a couple of trailers to watch and talk about. There's just so much. So, obviously, I think the news that has um, made the biggest splash is the announcement of the three movies, right? Right. Right, We got one coming from Charmaine Obeyed Shanoi. I believe that's how you say the lady's name. She's directing a movie set 15 years after Rise of Skywalker that features Rey rebuilding the Jedi Order. Uh, They will be... uh, And and they announced that Daisy Ridley's back. She came out on stage and stuff. Um, So uh that's a big one then she announced uh that the uh mando connected shows all the mando stuff mando boba fett ahsoka skeleton crew so on and so forth will all be getting sort of wrapped up in a big climactic event we've been talking about this since 2020 right they talked about mm-hmm. how this was going to happen but it's going to be a movie and it's going to be directed by dave filoni okay Then they also announced that James Gold, James Gold, Mangold, the upcoming director of the new Indiana Jones movie, um, also the director of Logan and some other things. um, He is going to be directing a movie set 25,000 years before A New Hope that explores the dawn of the Jedi. Now, Oh my goodness, sign me up. Oh right. my goodness. I just got to, we just, I got to just stop. I got to push the brakes just a second. We kind of nailed some of our cock of duty speculating for once last week when we were talking yeah, about we new movies. Um, and okay, so after they announced all right, all this, right, they show this timeline on stage on the big screen. I want to show this to you. So this is the official Star Wars timeline. Starts with Dawn of the Jedi, ends with New Jedi Order, right? Okay. So, Dawn of the Jedi. Do you see the emblem they used? That sure enough looks like the 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 Prime Jedi. The Prime Jedi. Uh, not sculpture,
3: but like what would you call it that? It was like a um. Uh, it was like a water piece, wasn't it? It was, it was like a mosaic laid in the floor or in a fountain or something? A mosaic. Yeah,
1: yeah, mosaic. That's what I was looking for. From The Last Jedi. Now, right. last week, specifically, you were like, man, I'd kind of like to see, you know, sort of Octo and the fucking Prime Jedi stuff talked about. Yeah, well, yeah,
3: right. Mm. Um, it's like they heard my call. I know, right?
1: Um, so, <laughs> he said that sort of the influences for this movie are like the the sort of classic biblical dramas like ben-hur and the ten commandments right which okay all right sounds pretty epic you know retooling that for like star wars purposes i could see how that could kind of
3: work right um a great kind of an ancient epic yes and yes. with the force, it would be like kind of a mystical, religious, ancient, mystical, religious epic.
1: Yeah. And, and well, and, you know, in some interviews and there's no way I can even hit most of the interviews that happened in the wake of all the celebration announcements. But he did kind of talk about how, um, you know, it, it specifically mentioned, like, how was the force discovered? Who was the first Jedi? Blah, blah, blah. OK. All right. Fucking be careful, bro, okay? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, am I interested in this A 100%? I could not be more interested. But you got to play this shit real carefully, my dude, because like we talked about last week, and like I talked about on the bonus episode with King Tom, you run the risk of over-explaining and lessening some of the mystery of the Force, right? Right. So, now... You know, this movie right here, this has to be most likely the one that's the furthest out of the three announced, right? Mm-hmm. Um, simply because, you know, he's still probably in post working on wrapping up Indiana Jones. Then he's got like a a Bob Dylan biopic movie he's doing next. Oh, wow. Um and, playing
3: Bob Dylan? I don't
1: know. I really don't know but it's Dylan. uh it feels like you know this one's probably the furthest out uh given you know he's got some commitments and stuff uh, apparently kathleen kennedy said in an interview that he pitched the idea for this movie to her on the set of indiana jones like while working on indiana jones so that's cool oh, wow it's a cool little piece of backstory to know yeah now Back in the day, not even really back in the day, but pre, you know, shortly pre-Disney buyout of Lucasfilm, mm. Dark Horse Comics had a Dawn of the Jedi comic, right? That that went over some, you know, fairly similar ground. From what I can remember, I haven't read a ton of it. Uh it's definitely something I'm going to re- revisit, not that you know, um that this is going to be an adaptation or anything of that, but you could see how maybe it would be at least a bit of an inspiration in, in some regards, so I'm going to do my homework. I'm going to report back once I, uh, once I read some of it and let you guys know what I think, but interesting. You're going to notice that they hit some fucking... Just like how they took the Tales of the Jedi moniker right my favorite star wars comic and repurpose that name for something you know sort of unrelated to the original source Mm -hmm. they're doing that man you're gonna see more of that as we go through the stuff we talk about from celebration now before we move on to the next one i do want to point out Did you see this next little symbol right here bruh right next to
3: some sort of phoenix yeah
1: it's in that timeline piece the old republic Now, The Old Republic is one of my favorite Star Wars things, right? I know it's Mm. kind of cliche to say, I love that game. I love the MMO. I
3: love... But the story of Darth Revan is very Shakespearean. And we're talking about old world literature. Mm -hmm. The story of Darth Revan is very, I don't know, tragic, kind of.
1: Well, and, and like, you know, it was the first Star Wars RPG. It was the first time I got to experience... Exactly, my favorite thing Star Wars and my favorite genre of video game role playing right. game, right? Yeah. So that's always been,
3: you know, you got to attach and physically customize build your character. Yeah, and, and I mean, it play had a, through good or bad. Yeah, you know, it had a morality system, like it was really fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it was really fun,
1: and you know, it was done by Bioware, which is one of my favorite developers. And has been for a while, right? Like, I liked them since back in the Baldur's Gate days. And then, so when they got announced to be doing a Star Wars RPG set that far back in the timeline, I was very excited. I was very excited. That shit came out my freshman year in college. Mm-hmm. Boy, did I play a lot of that. Boy, did I play a lot of that. What's interesting, right? All these little places here on the timeline, all of these have project of projects of some sort Announced or ongoing, except for the Old Republic. I kind of think this is them saying, like, "Hey, this is this is going to happen eventually." You know what I mean? Like
3: that. Yeah, I mean that. Or you know, if you find yourself in need of making a timeline, it wouldn't make sense to just leave an era out because you currently don't have something working
1: there. Right. Yeah. Right. But there's also since the canon reset, right? There has been no quote unquote canon Old Republic stuff, really. You know, there's maybe right. some mentions here and there. Right. They're going to do something there eventually. I just got to be patient, right? Um, then, of course, you have the High Republic, Follow the Jedi, Reign of the Empire, Age of Rebellion. So, you know, Follow the Jedi is the prequels, Reign of the Empire is between you know episodes three and four so bad batch solo rebels uh and uh all kinds of stuff but rogue one then you have age of rebellion that's the you know the uh the original trilogy then there's the new republic now the new republic obviously we've been getting stuff told in that mandalorian yeah. ahsoka ahsoka skeleton crew the dave filoni movie all right now even though we're not getting into the mandalorian episode from this week yet i am i mean and i think this is this goes without saying but i'm just even more convinced that the big bad of this era of star wars storytelling is going
3: to be thrown yeah I mean, they kind of make that obvious now.
1: Yeah, yeah, especially after this. um, After this week of The Mandalorian stuff in the Ahsoka trailer, blah, 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 right? Then, you know, Rise of the First Order, sequel trilogy. And then finally, New Jedi Order, which is, um, you know, Rey rebuilding the Jedi order raise little diddy yeah her little diddly do now buddy i ha- we've talked a little bit since all these announcements what do you think what give me your thoughts on these three movies they announced
3: um i'm uh, i'm impressed i did not think filoni would wrap up these arcs with a movie i'm impressed that they gave him a movie to do it um i guess it's star wars avengers level production, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, establish your properties and then big stakes, you know, bring everybody together, superhero movie, Mm -hmm. but instead of being superheroes, obviously it's Star Wars, but uh, I mean, I hate when I make those comparisons, but I I feel like they're relevant, but they're, you know, sort of what I have to, to compare to. Uh, but the dawn of the Jedi, like, uh, that's exactly what I was hoping to see, like almost exactly what I was hoping to see. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then Ray's Jedi movie, like that is also exactly what I want to see. Like, this is kind of the thing. I guess this, they're getting into this because we didn't really get to see it in the sequel trilogy. Like, mm-hmm. you want to see what Luke's in academy is like, right? I mm-hmm. don't know why. Some part of me burns to see what that is like. But some sort of Jedi Master Luke and his, his Academy of Pupils, like, I, that is an attractive idea. And you only really get to see the f- corruption and fall of it. You know, yeah. In the sequel trilogy.
1: And I think, okay, so we'll, we'll hit that one first. Well, we'll, well, you know what? Let's go, let's go in chronolo- like Star Wars chronological order. With the one that's probably the most far out. I think that man gold one sounds awesome yeah um it it gives us what I said last week I think you need like a big like a big shot of in Star Wars is new exactly different and weird this we've got a yep. awesome opportunity for that now yep. listen the post rise of Skywalker the Star Wars movie history has not been great right lots of people announced as hired lots of people no longer working on Star Wars mm-hmm I would say of all of them that has the chance of not happening, it would be the James Mangold. That's the last, you know, like I said, it's probably the furthest one out. It's got the longest development ahead of it. Lots of things can happen between now and like, who the fuck knows? 2029 when that movie comes out. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think it's a good sign that he's already worked with Lucasfilm and clearly, that went well. If like if he, if he's already worked with them and then pitched a Star Wars movie, and they were like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. I think that's a good sign. The Felony movie, that shit's happening. That's a one hundred percent. Put your, put your fucking money on that one, right? Like, mm-hmm. like the the Mando stuff has been so successful and you know overall so well regarded and really sort of has kept star wars sort of vibrant and alive when we're not getting these movies right and exciting filoni this is the next logical step for that dude right so Mm -hmm. that one's happening in fact i would say of all the movies the one that has the best chance of making it to screen in the Configuration, as announced at Celebration, is the Filoni one. 100%. Oh, mm-hmm, baloney! Absolutely. <laughs> and then, of course, New Jedi Order. I think that one st- stands a real strong chance. We're going to see that. It would be real fucked up to get everybody hyped. Because people are hyped, despite what any YouTube grifters want to make you feel or say. Oh, no. Um, are you kidding me? This is going to be great. Yeah, people are excited about this one. And... Um, it's probably the next one, right? So it's the one probably the furthest along um, and the one we're going to see first. Now, <laughs> creatives, writers, director, any of that stuff, yes, that could absolutely change before we see that movie. I think of of any of the Star Wars movies that have been announced from, or or not even officially announced from, the Game of Thrones guys, Ryan Johnson's trilogy, which we'll hit here in a second, um Taika Waititi's trilogy, the movie Damon Lindelof was writing, which is the new Jedi Order movie, the the Rey movie. Hmm. Um I think of all those that were announced, these 3 have the strongest chance of of us seeing them eventually, right? Right. Um so the Ryan Johnson trilogy, you know, <clears throat> Anytime something comes up about Star Wars movies and, and Kathleen Kennedy is, is doing interviews about it, somebody's going to ask, right? And so they asked right. her again, and she gave the exact same answer she's been giving. We talk to Ryan all the time. You know, he's not actively working on it now because, you know, he's, he's had some really great success with Knives Out. And, you know, he says he wants to do it, you know, get back and work with us. We're just waiting on the time when he's ready to do that right because if it really is supposed to be a trilogy that's a big commitment 10 years plus right so listen they they, the one thing i've always said about the ryan johnson trilogy thing is they always say when something's not happening right they let us know about the game of thrones dudes they let us know about you know the the lego dudes getting take off taking off a solo they don't really let us know about the change behind the scenes in Rogue One. But my thoughts uh, are. You do what? Huh? Hello? Can you hear me? Oh, boy. Oh, I was saying, you know, they weren't really upfront with whatever happened behind the scenes on Rogue One. Right. So, listen, as someone who wants to see the Ryan Johnson trilogy, Until they say it's absolutely not happening, I'm going to have a little bit of hope there, right? Of Um, course.
3: I think Ryan is someone who's very talented. I think he feels a little burned by Star Wars, and I think he needed to go make some more art that was not related to Star Wars to kind of, I don't know, flex creative muscle.
1: No, I, I, I could, and I mean, I would totally get it if that's the case, right? Um. And like I said, it's it's a huge commitment, especially if it really is supposed to be a trilogy. Um, I hope it happens. You know, it, what I like is that, okay, so we got three movies coming up, right? That, that That's clearly not all they have planned. There's more coming, right? They want to keep this going. So for instance, you know, the Taika Waititi movie. Right. Um, the Taika Waititi movie they asked her about, and she said that he's still working on it, that he's writing it that you know he said he doesn't want you know he wants to take care of that all on his own in his own time and they're just letting him do his thing and when he's ready they're ready right. i think that's a good sign you know like let that dude do his thing um, I think so too so oh uh, yeah i think that's cool now um they did show some trailers that the general public didn't get to see. So, from what I understand, they showed um, an Acolyte trailer, they showed uh, a Skeleton Crew trailer, and a Andor season two trailer that they didn't oh, release wow. to the general public. You know, those are all gonna be good. I saw some, you know, maybe saw some sneaky bootleg footage of them all. They looked pretty cool. Uh, Skeleton Crew had a bit of a Goonies, Stranger Things vibe, which was clearly kind of what they were going for from the announcement of that show, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what else was there? Um, oh, Jonas Sotamo, the guy that played Chewbacca in the sequel trilogy, he's a right. je- he's a Jedi uh, Wookie in *Acolyte*. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. My
3: okay. man's getting used to the Wookiee
1: suit. Yeah, man um and then so what they did release that we got to see was the ahsoka trailer you want to check this out buddy and then we'll talk about it a little bit it's pretty cool it's pretty cool all right here we go dang here we go
2: something's coming something dark
1: I sense it This is a new beginning For some War For others
2: Power In a while, things have changed. I started hearing whispers about Thrawn's return as heir to the Empire. We have to prepare for the worst. The Jedi fell a long time ago. There aren't many left.
1: think about that trailer will
3: it was pretty impressive pretty epic makes makes it look pretty epic the stakes seem pretty high especially mm-hmm. concerning this episode of mandalorian yeah
1: mm-hmm. and so you know when you're watching that the first time well at least when i was watching it the first time i was like "Ooh, people with red lightsabers Nah, man those lightsabers are orange those are orange they- lightsabers and dave filoni said that is on purpose Okay, all right. Um, Which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, You know, we get a look at live-action Sabine, Hera, Chopper, all look solid. All look solid. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it had been sort of cock a duty speculated that Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Ramona Flowers from Scott Pilgrim, Mm -hmm. um, was going to be Hera. We got that confirmation
3: right, from Star Wars Celebration. I don't know who the chick is with the platinum blonde uh, hair, like kind of the Dark Side Apprentice chick. Yeah, the new but She character. looks spooky, yeah.
1: She looks cool, man. I think yeah. her
3: and the dude both look pretty awesome. Yeah, the dude was the Punisher. That was, I forget his name. Ray Stevenson? Ray Stevenson. Ray Stevens? Oh, yes,
1: they call him the, the streak? <laughs> Ray Stevens, which I'll know about Ray Stevens. Hopefully nothing. Um. Don't start it his race Punisher
3: day. movie was not terrible, but also not great. It was not great, but it was very much like a comic book. It was, and show sure enough was. Don't kind of st- some gratuitous yeah uh, gore, mm-hmm. I guess.
1: Um. So, you know, I think that gives us a a good idea. Oh, also, we got the briefest look of live action Ezra in hologram form in that one scene too. We might want to ask. I
3: didn't realize that that's who that
1: was. That, but... Yep, that was that was Ezra. Um, now, my only complaint about <laughs> this trailer is I do feel the, I heard Thrawn. I've been hearing whispers about the return of Thrawn as an heir to the Empire. Huh, guys? You remember that book? You guys remember? No. I thought that was maybe a little... It was a little ham handed, um, a little on the nose, but I'll allow it. You know, does it ruin my excitement for the show? No.
3: Maybe everybody knew it was kind of grown, so they needed to get it in the trailer, so that when you see it, in you're already the show, ready. You're yeah, not like,
1: yeah, you're not like what? Oh, come on, guys. Yeah, um, you already know it's coming. Yeah, I'm excited for this. Uh, I I definitely think it's got some interesting opportunities as far as maybe introducing some new force stuff and like so okay the question for me about an ahsoka show is ahsoka is a badass lady she uses two white lightsabers well who's she gonna lightsaber battle with in this time period well clearly they got an answer for that now Clearly, some sort of
3: dark Jedi mentor
1: or something. Where have these guys been hiding? Is this another? Ooh, they. You know, the dude escaped Order sixty six. Yeah, yeah. Count then, Dooku wannabe, who's not quite as bad. And then, like, yeah, and then you know, got an apprentice. Is this mm-hmm. a couple of people that Thrawn and Re- Ezra ran out, ran into? You know, outside of the galaxy in the unknown regions. In or the
3: unknown regions, yeah. Um. Oh my goodness.
1: Uh, I, there's some possibilities there that i think are pretty exciting
3: i mean this is true i know you gotta
1: have somebody to like to ever fight i wish they had shown the ghost like i'm pretty sure that was like you know because the ghost has like that other ship that docks into it the smaller ship i'm pretty sure it's mm-hmm. the smaller ship we saw hera piloting Flying.
3: In yeah
1: um regardless i'm i'm down i'm ready to see it. it's coming out in august so we don't have
3: that long to wait you know um, do you think you will get a uh a force ghost freddie prince jr that's a good question
1: that's a good question possibly <laughs> kanan spoke to ray right in um rise of skywalker right and the question is i mean they they recast everybody else from the the rebels' crew, right? Like no right. Vanessa Marshall, no uh, lady that played Sabine. Why can't I remember her name right now? Um, would it be Freddie Prince Jr. or would they recast if it's just for a short Force Ghost? If it was Ghost just thing. audio, yeah. Like if it's just yeah. audio, like I would use Freddie Prince Jr. I think there's a chance we get Force Ghost Anakin. Ooh, I didn't think about that. Because there were rumors that he was going to be in Ahsoka. Granted, it could be a flashback. We've seen him do. We've seen them do it that with be. with Hayden before. It could be a vision.
3: Could be a vision. You know how, mm-hmm. you know how there like you know there are visions when they go to the the dark side cave or whatever. Yeah, Ahsoka may encounter a dark side anomaly that gives her a vision. That could be. That's a good. That's a good theory too, buddy.
1: Um. Yeah, I don't know. Lots of options. Now, my one hope is I have to figure that, you know, with Dave Filoni's involvement and, okay, so the last time we see Ahsoka in Rebels, right, she's still stuck on Malachor and it's all the fucking world between worlds shenanigans. And then we see her in the epilogue going to pick up Sabine to go find Ezra, assumably, we assume, right?
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: If you guys want to do world between world shenanigans, do it, but just be real careful, please. That's I was about one. to
3: say. That's what I was wondering because with that fight scene where she's fighting that old Sith dude or the old Dark Jedi dude or whatever, it looks like kind of like the world between worlds. Who knows, buddy? Who does it
1: not knows? like?
3: Does it not have that
1: feel? There's a couple of of shots in the trailer that gave me kind of world between world vibes. Yeah. I just don't, you know, I don't know. Be careful. That's all I ask. Be very careful with that stuff. Um, It could get real goofy real quick if you don't treat that with care. Um, But regardless, still excited for it. You know, they talked about it being very samurai inspired. All right, I'm in. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, okay. Yeah, okay. All right, I'm down.
3: You had me at samurai.
1: Now, they did a Bad Batch panel. They apparently showed a trailer or some scenes or something. They announced that Bad Batch is coming back for a third season next year and it's going to be the last.
3: I gotta ask, was D. Bradley Baker there? Oh, of course he was. <laughs> but, uh, he was the only
1: one on stage. No, I'm just kidding.
3: <laughs> they put five chairs up on stage and he just he just host. went and yeah,
1: he just went and sat in every different chair. He's like, Oh, hold on, I got some thoughts about Hunter, and he went and sat in the Hunter chair. Um You trying to get me going on a D Bradley bit.
3: <laughs> I it, it's an opportunity mm-hmm. you can't pass it up.
1: Now, how many times will have I said that I think we would get another season of Bad Batch, but I thought it would be the last?
3: You you said that many times, my friend.
1: Many times it just gave me the vibe of three seasons. So, interesting that no, we've got an end point. I think three seasons is good,
3: you know? I'm telling you, man, give Omega a trilogy of movies. Fine. That ain't going to happen. Cast her you know, find yourself a young, an up-and-coming actress. Yeah. Now, when I say that that
1: ain't going to happen, uh, I don't know that she would get her own trilogy movie. She'll show up somewhere else besides Bad Batch, 100%. Get Demora
3: Morrison to play the Bad Batch?
1: Now, uh, yeah, of course I'd love to see this. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> now, like, it, look, if Bad Batch was doing, uh, you know, first season of lost or or mandalorian numbers on disney plus then you know things might be a little different a little bit different omega and and other characters in this will show up in other stuff it's only a matter of time yeah uh, I, I i love the idea of them finishing you know the three seasons first let them finish that story before you start figuring out what to do with them in future timelines and stuff that also means that uh, they're at least kicking around the idea of what the next animated series is by now, right? If that, if that animated series is coming up in 2024 and there's going to be a new animated series after that, the lead time on those are long. They're, they're, they have an idea what that's going to be. That's exciting. Please I've... don't be set in between episodes three and four. Please, God, please, please. That's all I ask. Okay, thank you, buddy. Let, mm-hmm. Let, mm-hmm. Thanks for letting me get that out.
3: Uh, I saw a preview today for, like, the Tiny Jedi Academy show. It like, looks the cute as hell. It is. It's really good. It's kind of like the Spider-Man show. There are three different Jedi, you know, and they come together as a team. Like, that's basically the premise of that kid Spider-Man show. <laughs> also, um, that's set during the High Republic neat. era. Is it really? Yeah.
1: I'm I'm looking forward to checking it out. It's kind of cool. It'll, it'll be good. Is it going to be something that I, you know, go crazy over and and want to do immediate reactions to probably not but i think it looks cool i think it looks cute
3: if it's good enough you can just turn it on in the mornings while you Mm -hmm. get ready for work yeah yeah
1: um and then there was of course a trailer for visions season two have you seen this yet buddy
3: no i have not well let's fucking watch it oh my goodness She has special
0: powers. Can you get your porta potty off the starting line? She's a total mum. (laughs) Exactly.
3: Not be afraid.
2: May the force be with you. It's showtime.
0: time. A storm is approaching. I
3: can fight them. I'm strong enough now. No one is stronger than them. where our calling
1: takes us Only whether or not to answer oh my goodness hey man we're gonna have something cool to talk about on the the episode 400 stream buddy holy moly um damn that looked cool man um I'll say this, okay? I'm still slightly salty, right, about the fact, you know, that we're not getting it, you know, a, another full volume de- devoted to anime, just because I mm-hmm. wanted that for so, I wanted Star Wars anime for so long, but seeing that trailer uh, definitely lessens the blow a little bit because there's some I, cool looking exactly shit. That's exactly what
3: I was gonna say. I was like. As excited as I was hoping we would get a sequel to the the Japanese animation one, this shit is way better than I was expecting, and I'm kind of blown away and like super stoked to see what this is about.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I do like seeing some of the CG animation in there. I do like Mm -hmm. that there's appearing to be two different stop-motion animation stories, one of which is from Aardman, which is is awesome. You know, Mm -hmm. there is one Japanese studio in there, so I'm sure that's going to be anime as hell. I don't know, right, man. I I think it looks awesome. I and I do like the variation. Right, it, it's way more varied than the original visions, which had a lot of variety into it be, in it because there right. are so many different approaches you can take to anime. Um, but this is even way more varied than that. So I don't know, man. I'm excited for it. You know, maybe maybe we'll get lucky and they'll, you know. Maybe that that next animated series will be the
3: ninth Jedi animated series. Sheesh. I keep hoping one of these spawns a movie, right? Like with all these little vignettes, like mm-hmm. I mean, can you not just slip a feature film contract on one of these studios? Like they, it's like, yeah, can't and be make that it hard, the right?
1: make it the ninth Jedi, bro. That's what I want. There you go. That's what I want. Um, boy, that would would have me excited. Um, so. Oh, they also announced a um uh a second season of um Tales of the Jedi coming out next year too, which is cool. So lots of Star Wars on the horizon, man. Like lots of announcements and and a good chunk of it isn't that far off, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um now they showed uh, during the Ahsoka panel, they showed uh some Ahsoka footage that we didn't get to see that wasn't released to the public. And this was probably the highlight a look at live action thrawn. Look at that. Oh nice.
3: Well there you go. There you go. I like that the whole eyes are red and not just the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. iris. He's uh and it's the dude
1: that played him in um in Rebels that did his voice. Oh is it? That- hmm Um so yeah you know, those are sort of, and like I said, I am for sure missing lots of stuff. I tried to pick the biggest stuff, you know, to sort of hit.
3: Can you imagine how proud Dave Filoni must be that here we are with an Ahsoka uh, series, mm-hmm. you know, mini series? I mean, I, I can't imagine how, I don't know, I guess, proud or vindicated he must feel that a character he created. And held on to for so long finally got its own series because it was so fan beloved yeah i don't know about vindicated but proud probably
1: because mm-hmm. and i'll say this like several of the people involved in star wars had like really sweet moments on the live stream including dave filoni where he got choked mm-hmm. up talking about the fans and stuff that was really nice hayden had a really nice moment as well um uh, oh. I,
3: I had only meant vindicated as in like keeping her alive, like not oh, right, killing right, her right. before now.
1: Now, look at this. So, you remember that scene with the senators in Ahsoka? Mm hmm. That one senator? That's Kaz's dad from oh Resistance. Remember how his dad was a, a senator?
3: Kazuda Ziono, yeah. Yep.
1: It's Senator Ziono. says dad. Isn't that cool? That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um and finally, the last thing they announced, of course, was that the next celebration is 2025 in Japan.
3: Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Oh,
1: man, yeah, man, I sure did get
3: um a whole lot of. It's so funny because you're kind of our man from Japan, right? Like you know so much about well, Japanese culture and language.
1: The the funny thing is I've gotten so many messages since that was released being like, oh, so you're totally going, right? So right. you're totally going. Um, I don't know. It's tough, but man. The
3: reasoning you
1: told me was, was
3: totally understandable.
1: Yeah, man. It, I mean, there's a lot to consider. Like, you know, I I want to go to Japan so badly. Like, mm-hmm. it is my number one place I want to go. Uh, when considering going to Japan, I always thought about going to Japan to see Japan, not necessarily going for a convention. Now, right. if I was able to arrange it with my job and, and have enough time off to where I could go for a week and a half, two weeks, and celebration is just part of it, um, awesome. Then, yeah, I would, of course, I'd love to do that. Also, not to be a bummer, it's hard to think that far ahead and make plans with my health shit going on, right, like I understand you know not that things are dire or anything like that. it's just
3: focus on the task at hand
1: yeah man it's 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 tough to think about. I'm sure th- tickets won't even be on sale until sometime next year, and we'll see lots of things to think about, but of course i'd I'd like to go, of course, I would, so mm-hmm. we'll see. Japan, man. I always used to make jokes back when, you know, before my life fell apart that, oh, they're going to announce the celebration in Japan and we're going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How things have changed. <laughs> um, okay. Enough about all that. What the fuck did you think about chapter 23 of The Mandalorian,
3: buddy? Hooey, buddy. Ooh. So much going on. Spicy. Brought the big guns. Did the villain reveal. Mm-hmm. Um...
1: Now. So, the first thing I want to hit is the opening scene with the Shadow Council, right? Yeah. There's, there's, okay. They're getting closer to just coming out and saying it. Like, they're still fucking around a little too much for my taste. Yeah. Okay. First off, Commandant Hux. That's General Hux's Hux's dad. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
3: They're Uh, just not calling themselves the First Order right now. Yeah. Or Or maybe they haven't yet.
1: Pelion or whatever. Peloton. the the, he that's an eu boy from back in the day from the heir to the empire books they reintroduced him into canon in rebels um and now he's back again i think he's been in some other stuff not you know live action or animated but they specifically call out project necromancer right and buddy Way to get my ears perked up. You mean one of my favorite fantasy classes? Y'all put a necromancer uh, reference in Star Wars? Shit! What is this? Diablo? He's IV? talking about
3: Snoke, right? Like Snoke Palpatine. slash
1: Palpatine, both, right? Yeah. Um, yes, one hundred percent. Like I've said, we all know that's what they're hinting at with all the cloning shit in mandalorian and bad Batch is the whole project to clone palpatine so he can escape death which he does and fucking rise of skywalker we know that's what they're hinting at stop it stop it they're, come they're out and girding it.
3: the uh the foundations mm-hmm.
1: right um i really liked that that um scene with the shadow council and when they said praetorian guard i said oh fuck me are you kidding Pray That's exactly. Guard. What I was like,
3: "Oh shit, these guys are badasses!" Like, um, but the other thing I was like, you know, if you're on a shadow council, probably not great idea to call yourselves the shadow council. Like, maybe some other council. Maybe like call yourselves the coffee club, or <laughs> like, you know. <sighs> you know. Where the- now, see
1: Shadow Council. That's the kind of Star Wars on the nose. I'm okay <laughs> with. It is admittedly a little goofy, a little silly. <laughs> I'm cool. A with it. Shadow Council is what the Rebellion should
3: call you. You <laughs> call yourselves, you know, the Revolutionaries or so. I don't know something. Whatever the fuck, right? Yeah, right. Whatever you know. Whatever you. Whatever pompous thing you think you are. Um, but.
1: Uh, like. Buddy, I swore, I, I saw from a very reputable source on YouTube that this show was going to be retconning the sequel trilogy. <laughs> Bruh, the, you got it. The shit-eating oh, grin sorry. I had on, the fa- oh, on my face the minute they said Praetorian Guard, I was like, ooh, no. ooh, somebody with the last name Theory is going to be crying, <laughs> making some dumb fucking video about getting left in the airport. Dipshit. Dummy um sorry sorry getting started on a bit let's stop the bits we got we got Rewind. lots of um <laughs> and then uh okay the next thing i think we gotta address is grogu's fucking ig12
3: 12, ig12 12 suit yeah his mech suit It's so cool when he jumps in it for the first time and he immediately goes, no, Mm no. (laughs) And starts using it to communicate. Yeah, dude. That shit is hilarious. Like, so this
1: might be an element of this season of Mandalorian that, you know, I might have heard a thing or two about talking to a buddy or two, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And hearing that, it was one of those things where I was like, "Oof, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reserve judgment till I see how it plays out." And I'm, I was happy with how it played out. I thought, you know what it does is it gives him a little more autonomy in the story instead of just mm-hmm. floating around in his little hover crib, right? Like this he makes stopped him a fist fight. Exactly, it makes him an active participant in the story, which has kind of been missing for that character a lot this season,
3: right? Which also. He didn't have to use the Force to do, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but would have had to. Um, had he not
1: been in now the suit. Now you know when they show up in the, and the Anselin is like, he sees Grogu and he's like, um "Bad baby, no squeezy, Bad baby,
3: no squeezy." Yeah, I've
1: been seeing this go around a day where people think afterwards he says, "I'm out of here, motherfucker," and now it's all <laughs> I can hear. You got to hear this, Will. Listen. <laughs>
3: Well <laughs> Did you hear him?
1: No, yeah.
3: day. I'm out, motherfucker. Listen. I, hear, I, hear
1: I will never be able to hear that. <laughs> Un unhear that, rather. Like that's all I I'll ever it. be able to hear. Um so yeah, I like the execution of it, the the sort of comedy bit of him having the yes and no buttons. Mm-hmm. While I think it does like you know, maybe they they hit it a tiny bit too hard at the beginning, like they really leaned on it. But you got to think, like, well, how many times have you given one of your kids a toy that makes sound, and how many yeah, times did right. they hit that button? It makes it's sense. Just,
3: he was being a kid. That's, yeah. That was him being happy. Mm-hmm. Okay, like that was him showing joy. He was happy to be hitting that yes thing. You know, be bopping around town with his dad. Yeah, man.
1: Um, now, the the Bo Katan speech. At the Mandalorian spe- uh, uh, dinner, loved that.
3: Great. Now. Crucial backstory that we kind of needed. Well told, well delivered. Katie Sackhoff. Oh, you, know, you mean later? When? We, yeah. oh, which one are we talking about? I'm which talking week?
1: about when she talks to all the Mandalorians on Navarro before they head out for Mandalore. Yes. That okay. one was good. Yes.
3: That one was um, good. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the feast one. The. Um,
1: well, yeah, this was at the feast on Navarro. I wouldn't call what they do on that weird ship much of a feast.
3: Well, right. Well, um, I just, I guess they were all sitting at a mm-hmm. table, I guess I thought.
1: Now, on Navarro, you notice she, she got into that speech before the main course was ser- served because there were two big creatures on Spit Roasts. Pterodactyls is what it looked like. Were those the baby chickens that they took from the mama mm. chicken? I don't think so. Um, a lot of people seem to think they might have been.
3: I don't know. It seems like a long time to keep them alive to roast them. Then. Well, they had a lot of mouths to feed. I don't know. I, mean, I guess it's true. I also, you know, aren't the Mandalorians like really into animal husbandry and shit? Like, whoa, w- you know, wouldn't it, wouldn't it, like, Mr. Hands? you to... No, nothing like that at all. <laughs> I got to see. I liked
1: a tweet, I thought, of somebody posting the screenshot of it. Um,
3: but they should raise those things oof. to be, like, ridden. Sheesh.
0: Oof. Oh,
1: look at this cat that works at McDonald's. I'll be liking some cool shit on Twitter, I'll tell you what. Um, yeah, I can't find it. I don't know. I just thought it was funny, right, that it, it that did look like two giant chickens that they were eating. So... Was Mm -hmm. it those chickens? I don't necessarily think it really was. I just thought it'd be funny.
3: Sheesh. Um, It's a really... I did not think about that at the time. To me, it just didn't look like them. Those things had like parrot beaks or whatever. These things look like pterodactyls. Well... I was just assuming they caught something.
1: Yeah, it could be. We know there's there's shit flying around on Navarro. Because remember when Mm -hmm. the... Flying Creatures Attack in that episode and then Grogu Heals Grief. Right. Um now when they went to Mandalore, right? Did they did they really need to use the action feature of the vehicle where they drop the Mandalorians out the bottom again? Probably not, but I'm okay with it. Go ahead. Cool shot.
3: Cool Absolutely. shot.
1: Real cool fucking shot, man.
3: Um, it was cool to see the tactical I mean you don't have to show that stuff, but it does reinforce that these are elite soldiers like that you did a tactical insert before you you know you cleared the landing zone before you brought the shuttle down mm-hmm. you know uh, very professional soldiering
1: yeah, I mean, I thought it was cool um me too and then yeah, they run across those like Mandalorian survivors that survived by like um like moving around beneath the surface yeah going underground yeah during and after the purge one of which was skinny pete from breaking bad shout out to any of our breaking bad fans out there
3: i was like oh my god
1: that's skinny fucking pete i'll be damned um now this is the dinner where you were talking about we get the oh sheesh we get the um very important backstory answers questions we've had for a little while right now right um, Right. there was always the question of like well how did moth gideon get the saber from bo-katan and i kind of figured like maybe he just beat her in combat or something but no it's actually a lot sadder um where uh-oh will lost connection again
3: to the program but
1: there's too much there's too much star wars to talk for one night skype can't it, handle it
3: it can't handle it all there's too much it's a greatness it's
1: just, it's just too much um so what were we talking about oh the
3: backstory right right um well it was very much needed and it was delivered well so katie seckhoff nailed that part especially
1: yeah um and to find out that like she didn't get Defeated by Moff Gideon in combat, like, she surrendered to try and save the rest of Mandalore, and then he
3: betrayed her. Gideon basically had the rest of the planet hostage, mm-hmm. and so she gave up, you know, she did what she had to to try to save what was left of her people, and he went ahead and iced them anyway, and yep. that's so evil, it's so fucking evil.
1: Yeah, man. That's some that's some real Imperial shit
3: yeah give your word you won't do something and then do it anyway mm-hmm. that's what uh that's what tarkin did right yeah that's a very tarkin move um
1: and then i gotta say i also said that i feel like there were some like um some uh like some sparks between old dinjarin and Katan this season <laughs> right I did
3: not see him swearing fealty to her and then they really came
1: through with it today or this episode man yeah right I really liked that scene I that might have been one of my favorite scenes in the episode was the stuff between um Din and Bo-Katan when he did sort of swear his fealty to her I thought it was really (laughs) good um then then the the season of big creatures fucking continued because a big creature came oh out my nowhere. Oh god,
3: the fucking mythosaur! Like no, that wasn't the mythosaur. That wasn't the mythosaur.
1: Mm-mm, that's some other big
3: creature. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I thought he had the big tusks and nope. like he looked like a like a great white shark or land shark or something with giant
1: tusks. No, that's some other big ass creature. I almost feel like I wonder if we're gonna see the cheese Louise. We're gonna see the. Uh, Holy moly, uh, the mythosar, um fight that big monster next week.
3: Oh, interesting.
1: Big Kaiju fight, maybe? Yeah. Because <laughs> I think we're going to see the Mythosaur again next week. Um, and, you know, so they, they make their way to the Forge. Now, buddy, I, I have something to ask you because I kind of caught a vibe like this the other night when I watched the episode for the first time. Watched it again, still sort of felt this way, and I see a lot of people talking about it online. Do you think the armor is up to
3: something shady? You know, it the way the it's I I don't know what they're bird dogging, right? Like there's the something. way it's shot, you're expecting her to come out of the clouds and then oh Gideon has mm-hmm. already started smashing the armada because there's a communication blackout. And then you think, oh, Gideon's going to attack the Armada. Maybe you're going to think that she's dead, but then she hyperspaced away as soon as, you know, Gideon showed up. She didn't land on the big freighter. Like, there's something up. They were showing me too much of that for no reason for that not to pay off somewhere down the line, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, and there's also the fact... The episode was called Spies, right? And I get it. Like, the you know, the lady... That worked for Gideon that's, you know, on Coruscant. She's a spy. They showed her at the beginning of the episode. That's one spy. That's not plural. Do you think
3: the armorer is one of her spies? One of uh, Gideon's spies? I don't know,
1: man. I got
3: like... And
1: part of it is because I've always been a little hesitant to trust the armorer, right? The whole religious fanaticism thing does not sit well with me from like a, you know, a personal standpoint, Right. Um, I mean, if she
3: is twisted or or corrupt somehow, she has set Boquetan decrees up for some sort of fall, right? It, like, <clears throat> that's my question: it's like if she does
1: turn out to have been a spy or a, or a, a villain, is it she's trying to set up, um, you know, Bo to to get the hell out of there, right? That yeah, she doesn't. Cure. And then y- go ahead. Well, and could it be uh so i've seen a lot of people making a big deal of the fact that you know her her helmet's got horns gideon's new mandalorian helmet has horns is there some sort of connection that was hard
3: to take right the first time i saw it i was like oh my goodness you want to be a mandalorian so bad he sure does he sure does he is a big mandalorian fan so bad um, I, th- I was like somebody should take that helmet and then like spray paint it you know <laughs> <laughs> or have it buffed off to where it's just you know Beskar gun metal color and the horns are actually kind of fucking cool like it would be cool for like a crown or something um <clears throat> but I don't know and, you know uh, watching
1: it again they do play some ominous ass music in those armorer scenes you know what I mean don't they uh-huh uh-huh so I don't know buddy I guess we'll see. I I think at this point it, I would it, be maybe a little bummed because it's been nice
3: seeing her. It was loosen it's up. been nice yeah. It's been nice seeing her kind of humanized a little bit and encouraging the um encouraging the unity of Mandalore, right? Like right. it's nice to see that. Um it will be uh interesting because it would split Din Djarin's loyalty. Mm-hmm. You know, he just swore fealty to Bo Katan Krees as like the princess of Mandalor, I guess. And uh it would pit him, you know, Mando Mommy versus, you know, Mando Queen. And Mando M-
1: Waifu. Mommy. Mommy, hello mommy. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I mean it's it's interesting. Uh you know, I guess maybe those Survivor Mandalorians could have been spies because how the hell have they been on Mandalore the whole time and not known that Moff Gideon has a base there? Because, by the way...
3: Well, they were sure putting on, you know, acting like mm-hmm. they failed, if that's the case or something. Some um, shit. being real nice to Katan. The, um...
1: The the fact that gideon has that base there that's how those tie interceptors and bombers showed up so quickly to bo right. castle that's in right. the same system mm-hmm. um and then yeah so like we get the big battle between you know the mandalorian recon team and the imperials now remember i was saying like oh I wonder if the Imperial Mandalorians from Rebels. I was about to
3: say, you said it. You're like, oh, I would love to see the Imperial Mandalorian costume. I, so
1: that is very inspired by that costume, I feel, but I don't think it's the same thing. I don't think those mm-hmm. guys are Mandalorians. I think they're just no troopers. Are that... they
3: clones of troopers. him? Troopers. Didn't? Did I don't know, man. There? That's a question too, right? Did he say that they it was him in, you know, he brought up everyone has their strong suit, rah, 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 cloning rah, rah. the Mandalorians have their armor, you know, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then he's like, Well, the thing that I contribute is these are all me. I am within all like are you talking about? No, these are I all so I think he said you I
1: think he was talking about how he fixed the dark troopers by putting himself in the suit. Like I don't know that those are all clones of him. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll get an answer eventually. I didn't get that vibe, but clearly, right? He's he thinks he's going to do something by command. You know, combining cloning Jedi and Mandalorians, right?
3: Um, and like, don't they don't they make sounds? Mm-hmm. Like, don't they like those troopers make sounds like when they get hurt? Right? Yeah, and it doesn't sound like him. No, but, like, they were in some sort of stasis. Weren't they locked up, like, behind the red ray shields? No, like, I think
1: he was just... They were just guarding.
3: Oh, okay. All right.
1: Like, I think those ray shields, like... By the way, a cool effect, by the way. Like, how those activate... Yeah, that's from, like, Phantom Menace. Yeah, like. very similar. Very, very similar to Phantom Menace. Um. Uh. So, yeah, I don't think those troopers are Imperial Mandalorians. I think those are just troopers that he hooked up with Beskar armor and jet packs and shit, you know? Um, okay. That's the vibe that I got. Cause like, and I think, you know, the fact that Bo-Katan was like, those aren't Mandalorians, like also kind of, yeah, that I also don't, drives it home. Yeah. I don't think that was like a, um, figurative, figurative, uh, point she was making, you know, I think that was intentional. Right. Um, <clears throat> Now, for a brief second there, I was kind of afraid Din Djarin might die in this episode. And, buddy, I'm not 100% convinced he's not going to in the next one. Oh, really? So, okay, for in, in real world, like, to, to come at it from a real world perspective, Pedro Pascal's a super busy dude. He's in all kinds of stuff. He was not, seemingly, probably not even on set much if at all this season right and of course you know they could always continue doing that but you know if you if you want to have someone that's going to take their helmet off be able to take their helmet off and be more in the story that way it's something to consider the other thing is is during celebration um Rick Famuyiwa and I, I want to say maybe Dave Filoni <clears throat> as well both mentioned that the title The Mandalorian for the show no longer refers to just Din right? It refers to several characters, right? It's Mm -hmm. no longer just Din's story, which has been very apparent this season.
3: I mean, it could be Grogu or Bo-Katan.
1: Or, uh, yeah, it could be Grogu, it could be Bo-Katan, it could be uh, the Armorer, it could be Paz Vizsla, you know. Lots of folks have been getting a little more face time. Oh, Axe Woves? That man didn't say a damn word in season two. Now his ass won't shut up. Getting in fights over can't Star Wars just man up. can't shut this guy up god damn
3: um that's what Pax Vizsla said bro R.I.P. Pax Vizsla
1: dude I knew it was over for him as soon as they did the classic lock everybody else behind the door you know yeah yeah Woof. I was like well
3: there was a second there where he cleared the deck and I was like oh maybe he made it out of this one
1: dude the the visual effect of his big heavy gun overheating So cool. Is that the first time we've seen a blaster overheat in Star Wars? I think it might be. I guess. Like the whole barrel of that gun was like glowing hot red. Yeah. Yeah. And then the fucking Praetorian guards come in and it is brutal, dude. It is an instant
3: lethal triple team. Mm -hmm.
1: And I love, like, because they could have very easily just gone into fucking Lucasfilm Archive storage and gotten three praetorian outfits from the last jedi and slapped them on mm-hmm. some stun actors but no they like changed up the design the weapons clearly operate in the same way but they didn't they weren't the exact same weapons we saw right and right. um uh
3: the damn last the damn jedi. Electro Sword is a little bit of a bitch. Bro, it went right through. He put that man clean through that Beskar. Armor. Right through the Beskar, man. Damn.
1: Um. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know who I know? I know what they need to do. Bo-Katan needs to call in some reinforcements, right? They need to try and rescue Din before it's O.V. fella. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of anybody better to show up and give these jokers a hand then Boba Fett, Fennec Shand, and Black Kersantan. There's only one episode left in the season, and all <laughs> we've gotten was a shitty reference from Peli Motto or whatever that lady's name is. Yeah. Bruh,
3: you guys... Can you imagine Boba Fett setting his big-ass Rancor down and riding that motherfucker Wolf. Like, into battle? Woof.
1: Crush, crush old... Cocky-ass moth Gideon. Now, you want to know what I think I think is going to happen? Um, I don't know if this will be a plot in the Dave Filoni movie or if this will be a plot that's explored over the next couple of seasons before we get to the Dave Filoni movie. But I think we're going to see sort of the Gideon faction and the Thrawn faction buttheads. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. I think Gideon... Wants to lead. Doesn't want to fall. Because like he definitely questions like, well, if Thrawn's coming back, where the fuck is he, man? Because I'm out here in the streets doing this shit.
3: Just hearing him say that made me think that Thrawn, like, they're going to, you know, Moff Gideon will hang on to the very end. Excuse me. And then Grand Admiral Thrawn will show up and like Snoke Gideon. Like, just off him in front of everyone. You know, like, the heroes won't even destroy Gideon. Like, he'll just be... Could be. ...iced as a way for Thrawn to swing nuts, like, the second he comes on the scene. Yeah, I kind of feel like... I get the feeling that,
1: you know, obviously we're going to see Thrawn and Ahsoka, but I think Thrawn's return to, you know, the... Star Wars Galaxy proper is probably going to be the cliffhanger of the first season of Ahsoka. You know? Like, I I could see that being a crazy-ass cliffhanger.
3: I thought it would be the premise of the movie.
1: I thought Thrawn would be the... Oh, I think he will be, but I think he's... an epic-level threat. He's going to be. But I think he'll show up back in the Star Wars movie, the Star Wars Galaxy before then, before the movie. Oh, okay. Because if it's all... Um, you know, the whole idea is it's him returning and all that. Um, so yeah, man, I don't know. I don't have a good feeling about Din. Um, and it doesn't help that Brendan Wayne, one of the guys that's in the Din suit posted on his Instagram today that like, oh, the next episode is going to make you question asking for more it's going to hurt or something like that something bad's going to happen next episode oh no it's not going to be a happy ending to season 3 amando it's going to end oh, on a bummer oh
3: no what if it's the armor betrays him and kills him bro oh no if that happens oof oof i mean poor grogu you just want to see him be happy for 5 seconds well instead of everyone around him dying i do think it's
1: kind of weird that they have shown him sort of connecting with other characters this season too right like this episode opens with grogu in bo katan's lap while she's flying Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i don't know man i don't know uh but I guess we'll see, buddy. So, listen, I don't think we're going to have time to get through every voicemail and email we have since there was so much to go over this week, but why don't we hear from a couple of friends at least? How's that sound? Sounds
3: good. Kia D! Kia D! Kia D! Cockhead! The only Jedi master who can craft! To be instead. He loves to split chicks with his butt. Kitty, D, Cockhead. Cockhead, to stroke his cone and suck on his balls. Kitty, D, Cockhead. What you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge, but he'll be pumping spoon Jocket,
2: Hansberger, Jocket, Will Win, Jocket, Goose Pay, Jocket, G Money, Jocket, King Tom, Jocket,
1: Joe, Jocket, TD, Jocket, Jocket. Sheesh. Okay. So if you guys want to send in a voicemail or an email, it's easy enough. Blue Harvest Podcast at gmail.com now listen man we got to hit this one right mm-hmm. um, Billy the worm sent in Billy the worm who so who hangs out on stream just about every time we I do one he's got a voicemail message from us let's see let's hear from that late-night worm
2: hello Hawes and will this is Billy hope you guys are doing well um, I had some cocktail could be speculating, I was hoping to do with you Uh-oh. Um So when Gideon is like talking to them once he's got them trapped and whatnot, he says something about uh inside each of the dark troopers is me, and he says that Mandalore will live on through him. So I was wondering, do you think it's a possibility that inside of each of the Dark Troopers is actually a clone of Gideon. Uh, haven't really seen it discussed anywhere, and I mean, just from what he said, taken at face value, it does sound like that may actually be the case. Other piece of cockatoo to speculating is that I think that next week at the end of the episode, our boy Thrawn is going to kill Gideon because. You know, what better way to show what a badass Thrawn is than have him take out, you know, the guy that's been given the Mandalorians a hard time for the past three seasons. So just wondering what you guys thought of all that. Um, love listening to the show. Hope you all are doing well. Pause the twist streams, as you know, are, you know, usually kind of one of the highlights of my day. So really like getting to spend time with you and steve and whenever will shows up seeing johnny show up you know it's it's a, it's a good time so thanks for, for for all the streaming you've been doing yeah buddy thanks for coming by to so many let listen,
1: listen will billy's billy's cock a duty speculating is lining up with you there huh um yeah it i is. gotta re-watch that part and and pay more attention to the the dialogue, because I'll be honest with you, the first time I watched it, my tummy hurt real bad. I was so tight butthole in those scenes, so I could have missed mm-hmm. something. The second time, I was so suspicious of the armorer that I maybe missed something. So, and, you know, I'll rewatch and and we'll 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 circle back around to that for sure.
3: If it's not all clones of him, I will be. Um it just made it seem like that right like i and if not i want to know what part of him is in each of the dark troopers right cuz they were just robots at one point right
2: now, and now they by seem the way, to be
3: human they make noise when they get hit and stuff by the way
1: the one the one thing that i thought was a little silly this episode was him calling his armor dark trooper armor like no you don't need to uh, tie it back into the dark troopers you know what i mean i know that was gideon's thing he was real proud of his robot boys that cut up got cut up like sashimi by luke skywalker
3: he's not gonna let that slide
1: that yeah i think he needs to then man get off the branding of dark trooper just say yeah i got some kick-ass beskar armor myself now son um Mm -hmm. but we'll see um
3: he straight as soon as it got hairy he dipped he was like peace
1: yeah now, I'll say this, um, I don't think Thrawn will kill Gideon next episode. Now, Will and I were literally just talking you know, about similar things a few minutes ago. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I think they're just going to leave the full Thrawn reveal, Thrawn being in the, the regular Star Wars galaxy, not out in the unknown regions. I think they're going to leave that to, to the Ahsoka series
3: i can i get that i can feel that um but i guess we'll see we certainly will um
1: all right next up we have a um uh an email from Lore. i hope i say your name right i feel like i fuck it up every time um hello halls and will just got back from my first star wars celebration in london and it was every bit as amazing as you all made it out to be over the years was lucky enough to attend the lucasfilm showcase panel as well as an early screening of episode 7 of the mandalorian watching it with a large crowd of fans was the best and made me miss star wars and cinemas even more What was your favorite announcement to come out of Celebration? Mine has to be The Acolyte. The show looks beautiful and exciting as it ties in the High Republic and prequel era. They have just announced the next Celebration will take place in Japan. Halls, you always talk of your love of Japan, so do you plan on going? How about you, Will? (laughs) That surely needs a big budget, but what a trip that could be. Take care both, and thanks for all you do with the podcast, Your Friend in the Force. Hey, thanks. Hey, listen, we talked about it. Do you know... Like, if I won the lottery, me, Will, Steve, Nick, Jeff, I mean, like, the whole crew is going to Star Wars Celebration in Japan on a two-week trip. Like, yes. I would love Muffin. That sounds like, you know what I could do? I would lay my ass down in in the night before I have to fly back to the United States, lay my ass down in my comfy Japanese bed and disappear off into the forest like Princess Leia in The Rise of Skywalker. Mm. That's the that's it. That's the happy ending I need right there two weeks in Japan with all my awesome friends and a Star Wars celebration with even more awesome friends. Um I don't know what my favorite announcement is because so many of them I mean the movies, like.
3: As I was about to say, that's my favorite. That there are three movies coming. That's yeah, my favorite and announcement. It's
1: and, and it's the fact that all three of those movies are extremely my shit.
3: Yeah. You know what they're I mean? They're all like, something unique.
1: Yeah, and in in all stuff I'm interested in. Oh, speaking of movies, they also hit the the Rogue Squadron movie a little bit more. Kathleen Kennedy says they're still working on it, trying to decide whether it's going to be a movie or a series it's gonna if if that gets made it's gonna be a series and i think that's a better format for that story anyway
3: i mean yeah it's you know? yeah yeah
1: i'm so glad you had an awesome time at celebration though i love hearing that. isn't it and it's it's so fun fucking to fun. Hear, yeah. yeah it's so super hype it's so good okay um all right we got to, we got time for a couple more let's hear from our buddy rick
0: Hey, Hawes and Will, it's Rick. Um, It's been a while since I've called into the show. Written in, voiced in. You know what I'm trying to say. Anyway, chapter 23, Mandalorian. Bonkers episode. Loved it. Um, Had a little bit of everything that I liked. Talked about it on, on, on the thing that I do. But I got a question for you. I've been stewing on this one, and I have to put this out. So, at the end of the thing... Balkan cuts through the blast door with the dark saber. Presumably, you know, just to help everybody escape. Maybe to get some reinforcements or whatever. R. I. P. Pause. Um, what if she? I mean, she can't get out. You know what I mean? Like they probably have like a long ways to go. Axe um, wolves got out, but. Do you think she might be going farther back down, under the forge, if there's a way to try to find the Mythosaur um, as an ally to try to help out? Do you think she's aware of that possibility? Um, I just I need to throw that out and kind of see what people think about it because that's where my head's been. Um, do we see the Mythosaur in the last episode? And if we don't see Thrawn in the next episode, I'm thinking that we at least get a look at the Chimera. Um, Since we saw the Mythosaur skull on the bottom of the light cruiser that Axe Wolves was flying, I think it would be a really cool shot to see that ship with the Mythosaur on the bottom and the Chimera with the two serpents on the bottom. Um, It's kind of like the end of the final shot that that's your closing shot from underneath looking up at both of those two. It's like, that's the impending war that's coming or whatever. But I'm tired, man. This episode made me so tired. It was so good. But uh, I'll let you guys stew on that and uh, we'll talk soon. May the Force be with you.
1: I think the mythosaur is absolutely a factor in the last episode.
3: Uh,
1: now, is I that what she's so, going to do is go get the mythosaur? I don't know. Um, But I do think that the mythosaur is
3: going to show up. Um yeah, I thought that monster was the mythosaur, but it, I mean if it's not, like it's definitely probably going to show up and eat that monster next episode or something.
1: Yeah, let me see if it calls out. Cuz I don't know if they've done like their their companion article for this episode on uh StarWars.com because they normally call out so we're going to go to the next best thing our pals over at Wikipedia. So I'll say this. uh, I still I still don't think Thrawn's going to show up in the regular Star Wars Galaxy next episode. Now what I could see happening is they do like a sneaky little after credit sequence right because they've been doing that. They did it in um season two of mando they did it in they did it in season one right wasn't the reveal of the darksaber like gideon having the darksaber wasn't that post credits
3: mm. i thought the reveal was when he cut himself out of the tie fighter mm. mm-hmm. was, wasn't that it yeah but
1: wasn't that after the credits of the last episode in season one of It was either
3: post-credits or it was the last thing before the credits rolled. I can't remember. But can't for remember. sure, season
1: two's post credit scene was the reveal of the Book of Boba Fett. The post credit scene in the Book of Boba Fett was Cobb Vanth in the back of the tank. They're going to do some sort of post credit scene. I wouldn't be surprised if it like cuts to the unknown regions and we see Thrawn ship and get a look at Thrawn. Oh, jeez. Tonight, These weird dropouts. Yeah, man, we've been having some technical difficulties tonight, so we're going to wrap up before we lose Will again. Um, I do think Thrawn could be the the post credit scene, though, because that would set up nicely for Ahsoka. You know, yeah, with it being I, I the sure. next one, right? Yeah. Um. One. Okay, here we go. Here's the credit art. So Wikipedia does says it. Doesn't list it as the crate dra- or not crate dragon, uh Mythosaur. Let's see if we can get a look at the concept art. Yeah, see that's not the Mythosaur. Granted, that's just concept art too. That's not the final art or final design of the creature. He looks like a kind of like an anglerfish, which fucking freaks me out a little bit. I don't like those things, man. It's scary, man. That man. thing. That boy, scary.
3: You remind me of something
1: from Gears. Right. Gears Is this 6. six? <laughs> so, um I want to check one other thing on our on our old pals Wikipedia. Um so listen guys, if we didn't get to your email, I really or voicemail, I really apologize. It was a long episode. We've been having some technical difficulties. Technical difficulty episode. Yeah, we'll we'll certainly get get all you guys next week. You know how we do no voicemail or email left behind if we can help it every now and then i miss one and feel real bad all right let's see homecoming search for the great forge the mousetrap um uh, mandalorians blah 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 all right moff gideon arrives in his dark trooper suit he tells his mandalorian prisons that their time has passed But their culture and spirit will live on in him. He explains that he has exploited their planet's resources to build the next generation of Dark Troopers. Gideon says he hopes to use elements of the Jedi Mandalorians and clones to create a new army that will restore order to the galaxy. He orders that Din Djarin be brought into a room for debriefing. So to me, the whole cloning thing seems to be a future plan. As it's laid out in this article, I still want to rewatch that scene. You
3: know, even Wikipedia can... You know, they do they do a great seems job like they were trying not to commit to something on purpose. Yeah, right. Purposefully vague. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe because that story, that's the story beat for another episode. You know, it could be. It could really be.
1: Um. So I guess we'll find out. Well, anyways, guys, Um. thanks for listening. Will, thanks for recording with me, buddy. Dude, thanks for
3: putting up with all my technical difficulties.
1: Buddy putting it wasn't putting up with nothing. It happens. They weren't even that bad. You know, just happened a couple 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 few times. Mm-hmm. So listen, guys, uh, if you haven't already, leave us a review. Um, so Will and I are going to be doing our episode four hundred stream on May the fourth, our eight year anniversary. We'll have uh time and, and all that for you guys sometime soon. So Just start uh planning on that. It'll be sometime in the evening of May the fourth. Um we'll be talking about you know, doing four hundred episodes of this goofy shit and uh Visions Volume Two, which will be exciting.
3: It'll be amazing. Yeah. Um if you like an amazing anniversary gift for us.
1: Yeah. If uh if you like our theme song, please be sure to check out the band. My goodness, that was kind enough to provide the music, their Stoned Cobra. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, or at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. Speaking of Stoned Cobra, you know who played guitar in that band? Our buddy Steve. You know what I do with our buddy Steve? A video game podcast called High Potion. We release every Monday. Uh, episode 98 is coming out this Monday, and we will be doing an episode 100 stream the week before mine and will's episode 400 stream so we got two live streams coming up that you guys can look forward to
3: it's your syndication episode
1: yep 100 100 (laughs) so anyways guys thanks for listening we'll be back next week to talk about the finale of mandalorian get caught up on any voicemails and emails and you know whatever the hell the hell else happens you know, we're only like two weeks away from Jedi Survivor as well, so that's exciting.
3: My God.
1: Um, if if you are looking forward to that and uh, want to hang out and watch me play it, I'm going to be playing it pretty much all day on stream the day it releases on October 28th. So Whew. come hang out with us. Twitch.tv slash Blue Harvest Pod. We'll see you guys next week. Until then, this has been Blue Harvest, and I'm Hans Burkhart. May the force be with you
3: May the force be with all of you
2: May the force be with us